1: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: He brings up a name that I was trying to find it, but um, my lovely wife was saying in the chat as well. And I don't know if it's necessarily about health. I think if you get him out of that market combined with health, what do you think about LaMelo? I think so when you talk with well this now once again this is another conversation. Oh, this is another split, right? Yeah. Maybe the NBA will, I don't know. I know that the, the streets and the kids love LaMelo. They love LaMelo. Uh
3: so it could be an Iverson situation there, but I don't see it. Mm. I feel like LaMelo got that push, but he lost like that that um how do you say like that? Heat, not heat, but that excitement that he had. Like it's not there anymore, I don't think.
2: Because he hadn't been on the
3: floor, but I feel like even when he and comes back, and he's to this, in
2: Charlotte, and he's been in Charlotte, that's tough too. And not even Charlotte, the city, just they're they're not good. They're not good. I mean, that's oh no,
4: other... no, no, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry, that was not about the city. No, I, that I was knew about that, the yeah. Hornets. That was yeah, about the basketball They're just not team. good.
2: I mean, that's the other thing that is in a favor of someone like Tyrese. Indiana looks
3: to be in the limelight and be good for yeah,
4: years yeah. to come. Yeah, yeah. So he, you
3: got you got to be on a good team. His injuries. Um, him staying off the court, like, he got passed up, I think is what it is. He got passed up. There's a bunch of guys now who came in and now are tearing it up, and he's still not playing. So now while he's out, like, these other guys are here. We'll focus on these guys. I think he got passed up is the thing.
2: So so he's he's def- we all agree he's definitely not there. But no. um, Lisey's question was, if, can he? I think he can.
4: I don't think so. Like, he, he's going to pass Shea? He's got to leave. Yeah.
2: yeah? Yeah, he'll pass Shea. He could pass Shay. I mean, they've got a. The, they the parameters are there. He's got to win. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for but sure. But if he wins and he stay healthy, uh, he'll absolutely pass Shay because he's more charismatic. He talks more. Shay doesn't talk.
4: Yeah. If he uh, leaves Charlotte, he'll winner. talk
2: and he'll be on league fits and he'll have a top. Where's Lamelo trip. talk though? It's Instagram post game, uh, in the offseason, I'm sure he'll have a lot. To- He'll
3: be outside. He was doing commercials for a bit too. Not, not really anymore. But
2: Lamelo's a superstar.
3: He's a superstar.
2: I think he's he got just to... don't have the platform right now because number
4: one, he ain't playing, uh, and they're he not has, He has super, He, he has the capability of being a superstar. I don't Fair. think Lamelo's a superstar right now. I
3: feel Fair. like he's got to leave now and like go, like go to. A, he's got to he, win. He, he's got to win. He has to. Because he's not going to win in Charlotte. That's he not going to happen. Yeah,
4: he has to get out of there. What that what, organization what is tough. Home? oh the last changes everything he goes home that changes everything he's
3: straight to the front of the line
4: after that yeah that that changes everything
2: instantly biggest thing for him is he's got to win and he's got to stay healthy it don't matter it really kind of don't matter where he's at if those two things don't happen
4: you know you know the
2: the uh but let's
4: play the third part of this you see an advertiser buying into him yeah, I think he's charismatic enough. I said eight advertisers. What I really meant was like ten. I think I think he's charismatic okay. enough. All right, I think he's he's got a you know, but it's little... not always charisma. Charisma is a big part of it. Like, like Blake Griffin didn't. I don't feel like Blake Griffin has a ton of charisma. No, he's not. He's not a dull, boring dude. Right, but he also like the amount of like corporate backing that mm-hmm. Blake had doesn't balance with who i see blake as mm-hmm. like even then certainly not talking about today but like even at peak mm-hmm. blake lob city blake like i didn't i never felt like that
2: but i think like I, ah, this it's
4: almost like this it, it, like you were talking about earlier yeah. they're really forcing this one on us yeah they, they were <laughs> they, everything that you said
2: i, I they agree were roman
4: reigns right. but blake griffin was roman reigns before <laughs> the heel turn <laughs> right turned. Shield really, Roman. Yeah, yeah. It was or really trying to. Roman. It was really trying to make On us his like own him, Roman. Getting booed in Philadelphia, <laughs> Roman.
2: Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I think Lamelo has all that. I think he, I think he's 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 charismatic enough to appeal to Kia. Okay. Yeah, we, he's
0: he he's got, got some charisma. Yeah, he got he some no doubt about that.
3: Already. He was doing Hulu has live
2: sports yeah, for a bit, right? Yeah. He's yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Those were great spots. They They were. It was there for him. Didn't he do those with Blake? Was Blake? Remember. Wasn't there two players in that commercial? Maybe it wasn't, but maybe maybe I'm thinking of something else with Blake. Um, sure. And he's he's got
2: the kids like nobody else. And if you're a good if you're a good salesperson or advertiser, look at that and be like, well, if he got the kids, we got to hop on that
4: because mm-hmm. they'll yeah, yeah. they'll
2: well, ask the parents to go buy his stuff.
4: Well, it depends on what you're talking about, though. The shoes, yes. The car, no. But Prime, yes. Prime, absolutely. So did yeah. yeah. you get
2: the shoes and
4: Prime? Which, which and I'm the... glad you said that because it made me, I was thinking about LaMelo. Was LaMelo a star because of that show? The Like this level of star because of that show?
2: That that got something to do
4: with it. Because, yeah. I mean, Prime, yeah. that's obviously Logan, mm-hmm. and he's a YouTube star. Yeah, LeVar built him up like Triple H builds up stars. Well, he said he was the best, right? Levar was always yeah, like, yeah. "He's he's the yeah, one." He the like one. this is this is the one.
2: I was looking and I forgot. <laughs> Lamello had AT and T. He had an AT and I don't commercial. remember that, but okay. March Madness. I mean, that's okay. that's, that's big one time. of them that's ones. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I mean,
4: absolutely. Like, so absolutely, because I, rem- I
2: couldn't remember where else I saw him, and it was yeah, it was on AT Get him out
4: of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're Jesse. You might be right. Get him out of Charlotte, yeah, and man, then man, what you said. Stay healthy. Wins, he he might. Healthy. Well, no. The other thing you said, if he went home, oh, he, he went goes home, straight to the front of the line. There's a rocket. In it's his back over for Shea point. and Ant-Man and Tyrese and <laughs> anyone else who wants that nod of being the face of the <laughs> They're league. on national yeah. TV 82
3: yeah. times right. in the season. There's that's a right. rocket in his back
5: if he, yeah. if he goes home.
4: That's that's, yeah. that's a hundred. That's He's Triple H in the early 2000s. <laughs> that's what he is. He's beating everyone's ass. <laughs> we, I'm not going to get this to Adam Silver. We got we got a <laughs> money making deal for you here. Um, Who we got, Phil? Let's get Phil in here, 916-909-1320. What's up, Phil?
0: Hey, what's up, bro? How y'all doing? We, we good, good, baby. Dog. All
6: right, so y'all talking about face to the league. I don't really see anyone being face to the league because this isn't face to the league like the players that hit buzzer beaters that go off every night like LeBron's, the Kobe's, the, the Jordans, you know, players like that. The only player close, not even really close, is Luka yeah what
4: well. now i that, nah that yeah. the game obviously you you've gotta be a upper echelon player, no doubt, I don't know about the buzzer beater, I don't know about that yeah, like I mean I mean he talking about
2: plays more the cuts player of the year isn't the
4: face the like like Steph doesn't even hit buzzer beaters, right? right like isn't that like the Steph Curry stat that he doesn't hit shots in the final yeah, seconds, yeah. um <laughs> which is wild, but whatever uh. But no one's gonna go. Oh no, Steph is in the face of the league because of that the get, your game is a component of it. Mm-hmm. Like Steph is, a, uh, Steph's got a lot of things going for him, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Lamelo does too. Mm-hmm. And Tyrese, and LaMelo and, and, and and yeah, Lamelo one's interesting. Yeah, Tyrese too. Uh,
2: and there and, yeah. and 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 so this is where the 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 argument between what they're gonna do and what the NBA streets. Want to have like what they're telling you is I don't think they're ever going to stop trying to make Luca number one.
5: Hmm.
2: They're they're the NBA ain't not going to stop that, they just going to keep pushing it mm-hmm. until it works. And I think that's the guy they're going to push as the face. The NBA okay. Twitter and NBA streets may tell you it's LaMelo Ant Man Tyrese Giannis. The NBA, if you ask Adam Silver right now, he'd probably tell you Luca.
5: Hmm.
2: Wow. They wanted to be Luca. He just hadn't won enough yet. Why do you think they wanted to be Luca so bad? We speak candidly here on D Long. So, yeah, say it. It's fine. It's because he's the closest thing to a white American, and that's not his fault or anything else like that. That's just the way those things go. I. If you got a guy that talented.
4: I'm trying to figure out if I want to lump him in with like a white player or like the 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 overseas players. Because I feel like part of what hinders him is the same thing that I think keeps – the ultimate thing that keeps all of them away, we established is LeBron James
5: mm-hmm.
4: and Steph Curry. But it, I, I think there's also the – I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I sh- you're right. I, I Maybe you're right. And, and
2: once again – that's no fault of his own by any means. The guy can flat out
4: play. Like he, he, he. For me, yeah, it's not like he's not deserving. Right. For me,
2: he's up on that list because of his game and, mm-hmm. and how talented he is. But I also understand how these things work sometimes, and they look at that as something that maybe something that they can promote a little easier to you know to some of
4: their fan base than Anthony Edwards. At this point, Boban is the face of the league.
2: <laughs> Boban got more, no, no. He got more commercials than everybody. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Bobon <laughs> is
4: doing movies. It's <laughs> Bobon's league. That, that's pretty much what it is. There isn't a corporate sponsor that doesn't love Bobon. Is he on a team? He was, uh, out, yeah. Yeah, he was on uh Is it Houston? Uh, it he be. was on someone who beat the crap out of the Kings and played. That was the Houston, I think. Yeah, was Houston, it Houston? Think yeah. Houston? Yeah. Yeah, that man, played, <laughs> that man played back-to-back games for the Rockets one time this year, and it was against Sacramento.
2: <laughs> now, so David, and we've Talked about this longer than I ever thought we would. Yeah, this was not planned. By the <laughs> right? way, it was completely but unplanned. David in the chat said, "Could Fox be the face of the league?"
4: No. And I no. Th-
2: and so so here's what I'll say. Here's what I will say about that.
4: I don't think he wants to be the face. I of the
2: think league. that's the bigger issue. Yeah, I think the NBA would like him to enter himself oh, into the
4: discussion. Absolutely. I he has every is, characteristic that would that would work as the face of the yeah, league. I think the NBA would
2: love for that to happen. Yeah, just I don't, I don't think, think De'Aaron would.
3: Interested. He could never be the face of the league. Dude was 30-6, not getting any hype already this year. Yeah, like, like but, he, but not. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen to a Sacramento player. But it it's but not Sacramento.
2: I don't think a, it's that's Sacramento. That's distinction, though, right? Them, them little silly writers aren't paying attention. But it's not. Every commercial the NBA has had promoting
4: the NBA, mm-hmm. Going up into this year, De'Aaron Fox has been a part of. But think about what you just said, though. Shea's in Oklahoma City.
3: It's, it's a Sacramento thing. I think. I think it's like I, I, just yeah, purely a Sacramento thing. I don't. I don't, a, a I don't think it's a small market, and that's
4: fine. And I don't think. I don't think that plays into this. If De'Aaron was in, in, in I, to get to this level, we're talking about. I don't care that De'Aaron doesn't do any of this. This mm. has nothing to do with what I do every single day for a living. But if De'Aaron was on social media. If De'Aaron was doing J.J. Reddick's podcast, mm-hmm. if De'Aaron was doing Woj's podcast, if De'Aaron was all over the place, if De'Aaron was posting stories, if De'Aaron was getting you know his uh, uh, Essentials sweatsuits uh, photographed every time he walked in, if he was standing next to you know Jerry Lorenzo, that changes things. Mm-hmm. That's not Fox, though. Right. Fox's I- game fits everything we're talking about. Fox's look mm-hmm. fits everything we're talking about. He's perceived as a smaller guy. He has a unique trait in that he's lightning fast. Mm-hmm. He's a good-looking dude. He's got a million things going for him, and his game is a plus. He's
2: explosive. All the you like uh, can dunk. Yeah, yeah like right, right.
4: Stuff. Now that the strike's over, like he can go. <laughs> but all of those other com- components that Lamelo has, mm-hmm. that Shea has. De'Aaron don't care nothing about that stuff.
2: He's just not in.
4: De'Aaron, I think, is far closer to Nikola Jokic. <laughs> like, he wants yeah. to go home. He wants to be with his wife. He wants to be with his kids. And he yeah. wants to play basketball. And then that's it. Maybe he doesn't want to go, you know, pet his horses. Right. But I think he's far <laughs> closer to Nikola Jokic than to, to anyone else. Yeah. And and
2: I, and and I the whole point of that as well is, I think, the, like, if De'Aaron sat with Adam Silver, whoever is, you know, in charge of that stuff. They're like, De'Aaron, we got a whole rollout we want to have. I, th- mm-hmm. I think they want, at the very least, they want De'Aaron to be part of the conversation.
4: Oh, I, I, 100%. Because
2: they they tell you that in every 100%. commercial. Yeah. Like absolutely in every commercial. Yeah, there's no doubt the league loves De'Aaron. Not, he's not really interested
4: in To he, that like, level, to be the face of the league. He fits almost every single criteria. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, I mean, Ramsey, I've seen this. God damn. Damn commercial, so many times, but the 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 Kaiser Permanente commercial that airs four four million times on nice at stock. least at least at least on a YouTube stream. He's got to work on his acting chops because it it's not the it's not the most natural delivery. But it's like yeah, like hey, Fox could Fox could do that for Kia. He could do it for AT and T. He could do it for I think he did do it for Hulu. He did it for somebody. Um, but yeah, he's. He's got all of it. He has all the tools except, I, I think. Don't think he wants to.
3: I don't. Well, that I don't think they would let him in the club.
4: Uh, I think you're wrong. I think they. I would. think you're wrong. Because like you're
3: wrong. The 30th, like you said, he was 36 at some point this the season. Like even the NBA, the MVP ladders, like he was nowhere. Like no hype at ever. Like whatever from the league at no, you're all. You're right about that. You're, no, you're, you're right. right but that. they
2: don't have control over the commercials like the league said yo but you do need the league to push you as well right and the and but, and what would really happen i think is the league would sit down with kia and say
4: all right which happens who a should lot we, yeah, yeah. Who should we have in this yep. whole
2: thing and the league would be like well
4: man that's yeah think about Therese. why Blake was picked for that yeah he had a very unique trait to his game
2: so and they don't care about the writers the the, the,
3: the mvp ladder that's the writers yep Cause like my thing is too. Um, we probably need to go to break right now too. But Fox has the the Under Armour the shoes. Like he has it. He has everything that everyone else has. Mm-hmm. But just no hype, I guess.
2: I can't believe this conversation
4: has Steph- gone an hour.
3: Oh,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to get that Steph rub too. We'll see what happens with that.
4: Yeah, yeah, sure. The the Under Armour thing. Yeah, absolutely. And what happened when he did that? Him and Steph. Yeah. Side by side yeah. doing interviews together. You know, before he came one of the playoffs. Say it again. Eddie got Rich Paul. We'll come back. Uh, Will Z joins us here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
0: Call from mom. Answer it.
5: Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
7: We'll shift gears from
4: booking the NBA here for the foreseeable future. <laughs> booking the NBA. Just laying out the league like we're Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Bringing our buddy and If Will that Z. was the
2: case, who, oh, real quick, real quick. If we were Vince McMahon, who would be the face of the Boban. league?
4: Bobon oh, <laughs> yeah. Boban no, would it'd absolutely. Mean, it would probably too. be Giannis. Singoon.
3: No, It'll I'm not going to lie. I'm figuring out a way to send to the to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> it would
2: probably be Giannis' – Giannis a big
4: Adonis. Well, if, or it could be Joe. He's you not to, buff enough. Joe's not buff enough? Yeah. yeah. My, it would be Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is. Well, Look at him. Let's, let's be honest. If it's Vince McMahon, it's still LeBron James. <laughs>
2: well,
4: if it's Vince <laughs> McMahon, LeBron, it's, LeBron James hitting you with the five moves of doom and well, dropping you can't see if me If it's on
2: Vince McMahon, it's definitely <laughs> Nikola Jokic or Luka Doncic.
4: Well, <laughs> stop it. That's I. 100%. No, what it is is Giannis has the belt and then Nikola Jokic comes out and beats the crap out of him in thirteen seconds.
2: It's a clean it's home if it's yeah.
4: <laughs> Holmgren, That's facts.
2: Walker Kessler.
4: <laughs> we bring in our man Will Z, uh, who previews every single King, Kings game over at Will uh dot com. Will, it's been a, a rough couple of games here, uh, for Sacramento, but They're headed into their first of two matchups against the Pacers over the course of the next couple of weeks. This is kind of a tough one to talk about because Bruce Brown is gone, Tyrese isn't playing, and Siakam's not there yet. What does this game look like for Sacramento? Like, what are you specifically watching for with this game tonight against the Pacers?
0: Yeah, I think if seeing – obviously the Pacers are so good on offense, but we all know very similar to the Kings last year. Great on offense, terrible on defense. So to me, it'll be kind of a litmus test of how the Kings, whose defense looked really good against the Suns, and I don't think they're getting enough credit for it for those first three-plus quarters, how they can defend a Pacers team who moves the ball, they lead the league in assists, they generate the most wide-open threes, like they get good looks through their movement on offense, and the Kings, when they're locked in on defense... They're hitting their rotations. Um, so I'll be kind of watching that on how that side of the defense for the Kings looks against the potent offense. And then, obviously, can you take advantage of a Pacers team that leaves a lot to be desired on defense?
2: Well, well, you kind of touched on it just now a little bit. I'm, I'm a little curious because um, we haven't talked about it much. But how, how are the Kings at defending the three this year? Are they uh, good? Average, bad? I can, can't imagine they're like top of the league because they shouldn't be at top of the league in anything on the defensive end. But yeah. are they at least average at defending the three?
0: They, I think, are unlucky. Opponent shoot, so 39.2% um, against them. That's the second highest in the league. But if you look at, again, we always break it down to the wide open looks. The Kings only give up 18 wide open threes per game. That's tied for 16th most in the league which is a good number. It's just that teams are hitting those at a 42.2% clip. So I think it's just a, a bit of luck. Teams just always seem to shoot well against the Kings. We saw it last year. It continues over to this year. I don't know. It's not like they're leaving. It's, I don't think it's something where it's like they're leaving the wrong people open too over and over and over again. It's you're seeing role players like, Grayson Allen hit nine threes against us. And it's just kind of that happens more than it does against other teams, it feels like.
4: I, I, you don't have to give me, like, a analytical numbers breakdown yeah. on, on, on this, but you watch this team painstakingly like we all do. How do you – what's your opinion on how they're playing right now?
0: I think they're playing really good again, it's hard with the results not being there. Kenny, I think like you were saying the last few days it looks better than it did when they were winning. I think they've played some hard opponents but like the Suns game Hannah and I were just talking about it while we were watching. Every facet of it looked good. They were getting inside, they were hitting their threes they were defending well and it's not like the Suns even did that well on offense to come back. It was the Kings turnovers that bit them in the butt. They just got the easy looks in transition. And I don't know. It feels like they're playing really good, but those bad moments are sneaking in still more than they should. The Suns game was an epitome of a whole season Mm. condensed into one game. We saw really, really good and really, really bad, just in that shorter time span. Yeah, I –
2: I, I'm frustrated as anybody else with giving up you know, a 22-point lead, let alone like losing yeah. the game. But just giving up a 22-point lead in seven minutes is is extremely frustrating. But, yeah. you know, like you said, there's encouraging signs. The question that everybody has, though, is can they build on those encouraging signs? And can mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. convert that into wins? And that's something that uh, we've all wondered because they haven't really been able to build on anything this year. Like, it's been – you know, okay, you're doing good for a couple of games and then you slide back. And without the results of the win, the, the the W, can they stay from getting discouraged that they didn't get the win and still recognize, hey, these are things that we're doing well. Let's build on those things and then turn it into wins. And it's just something that it's hard to tell with this particular uh, team this year.
0: Yeah. just so many ups and downs where you never feel confident but you never feel completely out of it either, which I don't know. I guess that's – I'll take that. It's something. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. something. It's better than feeling like you're going to lose every night.
4: Yeah. There's also that – and I didn't think about this until Will said it to start the conversation. There's also like this uneasiness where you almost expect the Kings to score 140 tonight.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, and not only because of what they can do, and for, for the most part, barring that disastrous final seven minutes, have been doing – Scoring a bunch of points, but they're going against the Pacers, who really like to give up a lot of points, yeah. and yeah. it's a shorthanded Pacers team. And shorthanded for other franchises is like, okay, all right, yeah, go take care of business. You know, stay up. Mm-hmm. Kings fans are scared to death right now. Yeah, we don't like that at oh, all. Yeah. This is getting messages earlier. I got tickets to tonight's game. I'm not sure if I want to go. <laughs> you know, this is, this is got got bad vibes written all over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like man. Uh. And Damien, you've been pointing out the last few games where one of the reasons I think this is a good matchup for the Kings is the Pacers give up the most points in the paint Mm. in the league. And they give up 31.3 field goals in the restricted area. That's the most per game. One of the reasons that they have that high total of points in the paint. And the Kings in the last six games are shooting 71.4% in the restricted area, which is... Uh, right behind the Bucks lead the league at 71.6, just for some context. And a big part of that is Sabonis. During that six-game stretch, he's 40 of 48 at the rim for 83.3%. So he – we talked about it earlier in the year. If you guys remember, I was on – like Sabonis doesn't have that touch around the rim. Mm-hmm. He found it. It's back, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's here to stay. Yeah, And I think it should be a big game for him tonight, kind of getting going inside based on what the numbers are saying. Yeah, man. And obviously, now that I said that, he's going to score four points. Yeah, oh you do gosh, this.
4: Well. You do this pretty regularly. Well, <laughs>
0: Be yeah. careful tread lightly. <laughs>
5: um,
2: hey man, Sabonis. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to talk enough about him because of some of these losses. But he's got a double-double streak going on. It's he's ridiculous. starting to get a triple-double streak going hmm. on. Yeah. Do we know how many straight games he's had a triple-double for? Like it's like four or five.
0: I think it's just. Two, I'm pulling it up now, but it's just been a bunch. Yeah, two in a row, but he had two, then two off, one, one off, two on. So it's just like constant two out of every four games or so for the last like month and a half. Man, yeah, since the last month, since December 18th, it's kind of when it started. Just ridiculous what he's doing.
4: Will, you got a swing stat before we let you go for tonight?
0: Yeah, just making it points in the paint. Uh, Something, again, that the Pacers are good at themselves, but also that they give up a lot and that the Kings have been doing well. So I'll be looking at that for the swing stat of the game.
4: Uh, This doesn't happen very often, but we have to let Will go. Will has to go. Unfortunately. (laughs) Will, we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for carving out a few minutes for us.
0: Thanks, guys. Have a good right. one. Take that's care,
4: our man, Will Z, right there. Uh, he's exiting out of us and going into a meeting, so we appreciate it. got to do man. what he got to do. Hey, that's what it is. Uh, these numbers don't pay the bills for Will. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know what Will does. He's got to do something with numbers. He's
3: probably like a CEO. I think you said
4: he's an probably. IT guy. He probably is a CEO. He's a CEO of IT. That's <laughs> That's what he is. How are everyone's vibes headed into tonight? I was about tonight? to ask
2: you, are you nervous?
4: Oh, not nervous, but are you um, lacking confidence in the game tonight? Uh, no, I'm not. I didn't feel good headed into the Phoenix game. Not for the reasons that wound up playing out. I was very uh, excited watching the game thinking, "Yeah, I, 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 the Phoenix did not execute at all as, as I expected. Um and then they did, and it was like, well, okay, don't have to bring that up. I don't have those vibes tonight. I'm kind of with you in the sense of, there, there, I have a. There have been a couple of things running through my mind the last two days as it pertains to this game. You something you said earlier today is they respond, and we've talked about that a million times, dating back to last year. Mm-hmm. We could really kind of lump those two teams together. It's, it's the same team. Like they they respond. It's
2: one long season. It, it kind of feels like, like it. Fifty cent album. Yeah. Just one long album.
4: Well, <laughs> it, it it they they respond right when when tough losses happen, when blowout losses happen, they generally do a good job of responding. I think back to, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could probably pull this up real quick. Last year, Pacers coming to the Golden One Center for the first time. Didn't the Kings lose three in a row? Yeah, I think they lost two in a row, and they were trying not to make it three. And I th- so I thought the line was uh, we couldn't make it four in a row, which yeah, was you why. Could be right. Yeah, uh, you could be I right. I could pull it up here real quick because we all remember when that game was, except, in fact, I actually can't remember when that game was. I thought it was November. Oh, it was. November it was, 28th. It was November 30th. Yeah, they had lost to the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Suns. Mm. Uh, they have lost three in a row. And I, it stands out because you had repeated one time. I think it was Domas who said we it we just couldn't Domas. let three become four. Yep, yep. And the Kings have lost three in a row. The last one to the Suns, just like last year. You got the Indiana Pacers coming into the Golden 1 Center, just like last year. What a co winky. The difference, obviously, Tyrese isn't here. Uh, that emotion won't be a part of it fans can use all of their energy to boo buddy healed just as they did last year but they responded it was a back and forth game to start and then sacramento got going about midway through the first quarter and they wound up winning that one going away mm. um the team's ability to respond has me confident the other side to that though is at some point are they going to be able to are they going to stop responding mm. Yeah, they you know that you they keep painting themselves you know uh, painting themselves into a corner and then fighting out. Right. They just so we just they just gonna keep doing that, huh? Right. Okay. It's a tough ask, but okay.
2: And, and even with that, like it's like anything else. It's like the the thirty assist stat, right? Like pretty much every time they're gonna win the game. That doesn't mean they're gonna go thirty eight no. Like they yeah. may be thirty six and two. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you talk about responding, pretty much every time they respond, maybe one time they won't respond.
4: That doesn't mean they don't respond typically. That just, means they have to respond against Atlanta, right? The <laughs> right. the response just becomes more and more urgent where right. it's like, okay, they didn't respond for well, now are they gonna respond versus Atlanta? Like we're just we're used that we it's like we use the term respond interchangeably with win. Mm-hmm are they going to snap the 3 game losing streak the 4 game losing streak the 5 game losing streak and so on and so on yeah so yeah
2: I, that that's a concern
4: as well the
2: the other thing that i think about with this particular team in this situation is um i think you know they've been playing good basketball you know and i've said that i think they're playing good but the question is do they have uh don't know if mental toughness is the right word for it but do they have the ability to look past the results and understand that they have been playing well you know what i'm saying and not get how tough is that for some teams it it is how tough
4: tough was it for you uh like could you could you could you walk out of a game that you lost and be it well, well, it was obviously playing well. It was a close game, tough game, heartbreaking fashion, whatever. And feel like go into the locker room and tell your guys, "Hey, we're okay." Or the ne- or maybe you don't do it that night. Maybe you do it the next day.
2: Uh, yeah, it'd probably be the next day. I, I'd be pretty frustrated. One one of the times I can think about it, I was pretty pissed
4: off. Broke the, the blackboard room. just like Michael Jordan did. Oh. <laughs> When Michael almost cussed (laughs) on his own home video,
2: (laughs) Uh, I was I was pretty I was pretty upset in the locker room. So it probably happened the next day. But you know a lot a lot of those times, you try to um, you stay stay focused on the moment. I think NBA teams are probably better at that than college kids or high school kids, right? Because the the season is so long, Mm -hmm. so they can look at you know a game that happened on Tuesday, game forty one of eighty two. And say they don't. One, what happened in one doesn't dictate the other. You know that they. I think they have a better sense of focusing on stuff like how they're playing. And I, I, it's not easy for everybody, um, but I I think it's it's a little easier than than we probably think it is, right? Like to just say, hey, that's done. Think about the good things that you did out there and keep
4: playing so that way. my concern is, are you able to do that multiple times in a row? Right, because it's what we talked about with Philly. What, do you, what do you Guys, we stunk today versus Philly. That's not how we play. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. You come out, you respond, you play a certain way against Milwaukee, and then you lose that game the way that you did, and then you play really well against Phoenix, and then you lose that game the way you mm-hmm. did. Can you regroup the next day and go... Hey guys, we've been playing really well the last two games. Just the results haven't been there, and and I and I and I point that out because we know they did it last year
5: because
4: mm-hmm. Malik told us straight out. He he told yeah. we're playing well. We need to do a couple of things differently, but we're playing really well. Right. What we got, uh, the the night of the Phoenix game, whatever night that was, was a lot of frustration.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: De'Aaron yeah. not talking, he's upset. You know, J- Jason Anderson reading reading the room, he being a little angry. Malik was you know, I got to be better. There are things that I have to do yeah. better. You know, you, you're you're trying to just kind of state the obvious, mm-hmm. but I think it's a tough thing. I don't think it's too tough to ask a group to regroup. Mm-hmm. I think it's tougher to ask them to regroup multiple times in a row.
2: A hundred percent. I mean, I, I think about that and I feel like I deal with that right now, like dealing with kids. Like I tell them, to play a certain way, don't worry about the results. But at some point, you gotta see results, right? Sure. You know, they're gonna get discouraged and just be like, something's not working, or give up on the message. Um, but the with this Kings situation and what they're doing right now, I think, I believe, the after the Phoenix loss and at the end of the road trip, was the first time you were reflective like that. I don't think you were reflective like that after Milwaukee. I think, Look, after the Phoenix game, that's when you take a step back and say, all right, well, look at the last five games. Look at the road trip we just finished up. Play some good basketball. Aside from Philly, we play some good basketball. We keep doing those things. I think we can turn those into wins. So to your, to that point, I don't think you had that conversation after Milwaukee about we're playing good basketball. Keep playing good basketball, and we'll turn it into wins. And then you have another situation in Phoenix where you play good and you lose, and now it's the second time you're saying, hey, just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think that conversation was had after Milwaukee. I think after Phoenix, that was the first time you got reflective about how you've been playing recently and said, ah, we're not that far off. So I I think it's still relatively fresh.
4: Okay. Uh, 916-909-1320. Let's get Brandon in here. Brandon, appreciate the call. What's going on, man?
6: What's going on, guys? I want to um, preference this real quick by saying that I do a little sports gambling, and the Kings are by far the most frustrating <laughs> team to do any type of gambling, fantasy-wise or,
5: or otherwise.
6: <laughs> Anyways, tonight I'm going to risk my money again because I really think the Kings have the Pacers number. They have the total for the game at 245-and-a-half. Do you guys feel safe with me taking the over? And they also have the Kings winning by eight and a half. I'm taking both of those. What do you guys think?
2: Two forty five and a half. Do some quick math. That's like yeah. one twenty five to one seventeen. I don't
4: know something 120. close to that range. One twenty. One twenty. Okay. Um, you know what? My first thought is, man, it feels like there'd be a lot of points for short-handed Pacers. Man. Yeah,
2: I, I'm. I would go under. I feel under. Yeah, I do I too.
4: Like I do too. Yeah. But I don't gamble, and this is why. <laughs>
3: You think the King, Kings, Kings can hit 140 maybe today? That'll do a lot of the work. Well, they did it against the Bucks, right? So yeah. it was
4: 143 to 142, I think.
3: Yeah. It's a shorthanded Pacers team that plays no defense. Kings might have yeah, the score today. Actually. They don't
4: play defense, but
3: they're scoring right now. But
4: see, the Pacers will score though. Let's not let's not do this. Yeah. The Pacers will score. Uh, Their
2: last three games without Tyrese,
3: one on. Mm, because they've got um, Andrew so, Nembhardt is questionable, too. Smith is questionable as well, and then Matherin, too. So the they last have some guys the four with
2: games without Tyrese, I won't count the Celtics game where he got hurt in the middle of that one. 112 and a win against the Wizards. Well, well 126 and a win against the Hawks. 109
4: against the Nuggets and 105 against the Jets. Can you give me the Celtics just for fun? Because I feel like – thirty three. Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he get hurt pretty early in that game?
3: Yeah, it wasn't late. I don't think. Like I feel like he got it was hurt. First half, re- half, I think. Yeah, I, think it I, think, I thought half, it was first
4: quarter, remember. but first quarter is the first half. So we're semantics here. You said that was one thirty three. One thirty three. How many of those did they win? Uh, they're two, two and two. Yeah. Oh, if you count the Celtics game, they're three and two. Okay. Well, here's what it boils down to, Brandon. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't <laughs> bet on anything. But hey, it's your money, man. They said man. the
2: Kings are in eight and a half
4: point what's the points. uh this this popped up in the chat and I'm curious what what's the over under on buddy's three point attempts tonight Ooh. Riley says I got it at eleven and a half and buddy I'm going over I'm going over on eleven and a half three point attempts for buddy Hill tonight
2: um yeah I'm going over we're going over I jesse think you in, in on this thirteen up
3: i'll go i'll go I'll go over Okay, yeah. What we're scares all... me is that Benedict, Benedict Matherman might play, and that dude gets, likes to get his shots up oh, too. Right. So I don't know if they're going to be I taken away you. from each other. They might fight each other like Carlton and Will. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll okay. take the over, though. I'll, I'll take the over. I'm saying
4: 13. You think You think the Pacers at all, like, in a in their way you, – you said there were, like, four guys questionable for this one.
3: Yeah, one of them – well, three questionable. Tyrese has been ruled out. Yeah, to, so, so, yeah
4: Rick Carlisle said Tyrese is out. Uh, obviously, Bruce Brown is gone. Right. Siakam's not here. Does 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 Carlisle just go eh, let's sit some of these guys tonight?
2: Well, that's what I tried to tell Lloyd Pierce last night. I was like, "You guys get yourself together. Don't worry about this game. Work on it moving forward."
4: And his response was, "What? No. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I um, To your point, though, maybe, maybe, but. I don't know that they've done that before. By the way, I'm not trying to like. I'm just I'm l- look looking at like all of these guys questionable. This is clearly a team and tra- this team is transitioning right now.
3: Well, you do need guys to dress though. So you got. Oh yeah, I'm you, not saying all of them. You'd have
2: you'd have uh, Nimhart, T.J. McConnell.
4: Well, T.J.'s going for twenty-four. Jaylen
2: Smith. Um, they're probably going to play. This will be a game that. That that young dude, I guess that everybody in Indiana wants to play. What's his name? Uh, uh, It's the Walker kid? I think. uh, Yeah, Walker. How you say his first name? You know. I don't know how to pronounce it. He's probably gonna. It's like Jarece or or something like that. Um, he's probably gonna get some get some minutes. So, you know, he he probably used that as an opportunity to play that young guy. So you got. Realistically, you got Buddy, you got Miles Turner. You got Benedict Matherin, maybe Obi Toppin, Jalen Smith, T.J. McConnell, Nemhart, and Walker. Those are your guys. You're, you're, you're probably going about seven, maybe eight deep. Hmm. And then try and run those guys at the building is what the
4: Kings should do. Yeah, they should try, but them boys are going to be able to score. Unless no. Sacramento's doing something defensively different, yeah. they're going to be able to score. Yeah. Shout out
2: to Miss P who says she just popped in the chat to say I'm praying for a lot of Buddy Hill turnovers.
4: Well, you don't ever have to worry about if someone's missing uh, uh, is in, in, uh, um, impersonating Miss P. <laughs> like that's a hundred percent. Who
2: who hates Miss P more? Miss P or nobody or hates Miss P. Brian Cruz.
4: You mean who hates Buddy Hill oh, more? Oh, who would I say Miss P? P? No, no, nobody <laughs> hates Miss P. <laughs> P. Who hates uh, Buddy Hill more? Tie. <laughs> it's a tie. I mean, Brian I, Cruz Brian is. Cruz did go like maybe a year and a half firing off Buddy Heald jokes. <laughs> well, his they name, too, in the
3: chat was Chavano Slander, wasn't it? He changed it,
4: yeah, Brian I Cruz? I think that's true. I think that's true. I think that's Neither true. Neither
3: one of them missed a chance
2: to take a shot at Buddy Heald.
4: Yeah. D- uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then just a the, just the very respectful. I don't like Buddy Heald uh, coming in I from think, AJR.
2: I think when we come back. Well, after we talk to Rob Brooks, um, we should have the top five buddy moments of all time. Oh, I'm, I'm
4: down for that. I'm 100% <laughs> down for that. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk with our man, Rob Brooks. We had such a great time the last time we talked to him. We'll have some more fun as we get ready for the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. That's next year on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Yeah. Back here, dealing with KC, along with our man Rob Brooks, NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, always a pleasure when his brother joins us, man. Mostly for the conversations we have before we actually start nice. the conversation of yeah. why Rod is here. Uh, but Rod joined the stream with a Parliament Funkadelic shirt, and of course, that set the you know, conversation we, we off the way our, it was supposed yeah, to be. We, we going, we going down
2: memory lane with all that. But we, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a lot of 49ers with Rod. But I just, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. St- put something out there, and then I'm going to step away and let Rod do his thing like like uh, like only Rod Brooks can. Cowboys lose again, and they're bringing <laughs> back Mike McCarthy. Go ahead, Rod.
5: Go ahead, speak. Go ahead. <laughs> hold
6: on. Hold on. You know, I got a visual for you. Can you read this? License plate frame. Can you, can you see that? And I, will- I will always hate <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, Dallas. I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm from Houston, Texas. Shout out H-Town. Uh, so this is not performative. I hate the Cowboys on a molecular level. Always have, always will. And I'm not making this up. My first real football moment is when Jackie Smith dropped that touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Mm. It was a single-digit Super Bowl. I was Mm. a little kid, and I remember (laughs) cackling about that. I love the Cowboys losing more than I love my team's winning. I'm a Texans fan, right? They won a playoff game. They're going to play Baltimore. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Watching the Cowboys self-destruct, in front of 40 million people (laughs) gave me more joy than watching the Texans win. So we got all of that, right? We got the Cowboys just absolutely just throwing up all over themselves. And I think that's the worst Cowboy loss out of all of them. The Mm. catch is always going to stand up because – It's a historical moment. Mm. But this is better than Romo fumbling an extra point in Seattle. This is better than Dez not catching it. This is even better than what the Niners have done to them over the last couple of seasons. For pure entertainment value, (laughs) the Cowboys and the way they lost to the Packers was the best in the world. And my only thing was, they lose too bad. Mike McCarthy got to get fired. Because if you hate the Cowboys, and I assume we all do, you want him (laughs) to stick around. Dog, when I opened up to Twitter yesterday and I saw that statement from Jerry Jones, which he clearly didn't write, that he was keeping my thing. I'm like, we couldn't ask for anything. You have Jim Harbaugh, a very desirable head coach and the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick available at the exact same time after you endure another embarrassing playoff loss. And what does Johnny Walker blue label Jerry Jones decide to do? <laughs> you stay with a guy that is a chronic overachiever. I just – I could not be happier about the current situation than the Cowboys.
2: Now, now, we'll say this, Ron. I'm with you 100%. D'Lo's kind of with you because he is a, a reformed former Cowboys fan. He has since been delivered. But mm-hmm. the Romo, the Romo fumble – that kind of hit him. That kind of hit him just now. I ain't going to lie to you. I saw, okay. I saw it in his face. i ain't gonna, I I'm just got to say what it Dilo,
6: you know this as a Reformed Cowboy <laughs> fan. And 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 kudos to you for seeing the light. I saw the
4: light. Like, yeah.
6: Tony Romo had been holding extra points. Yeah. Well, I don't in, know
4: why in, we're bringing this up. Like, <laughs> I understand I mean, that.
6: I'm, I'm just pointing out. He had been holding y'all, y'all two operate out
4: of the same playbook. Did you plan this?
6: And field goals the whole year without fumbling one. But when it came down to crunch time, all of a sudden, old Butterfinger showed up, and then he tried to run for the first down. He got caught from no. the hire. He, he did try to run. He did not run after that. He did not to run. I told you, these ain't jokes, baby. I hate the Cowboys. I can give you everything you want about the Cowboys messing up.
4: Dez did catch it, by the way. Just, <laughs> no, he didn't. Just, just no, for acting. Oh, so act- now we just ain't going to pay attention De- to the rules. We just no, the all Yeah, to caught No, Dez caught it. Dez caught hey, it. hey,
2: Rod, I want to ask you one other thing. Um, Non-Cowboys. It right
4: was ahead. funny. But, but, but before you leave the Cowboys, how many fan bases were celebrating the Mike McCarthy news? Uh, it's like every fan base except Dallas was celebrating <laughs> the Mike
6: McCarthy news. And Dallas
4: fans were gone. They're like, I'm done
2: with the Cowboys. I'm out of here. They were done.
6: <laughs> It's amazing how they're doing things. <laughs> um,
2: but I wanted to ask you something about Houston real quick because mm-hmm. I was always the belief in the belief that the Texans just just the first thing I thought was like oh, that's still an expansion franchise. They don't have fans. That's still Cowboys territory. Or if they the Oilers left, like how some people I know in Baltimore they don't rock with the Colts no more because they're just mm-hmm. done, right? But then I sat and thought about it a little bit, and it's been a while since the Texans have been there. They probably have garnered a generation now, like a generation of of kids who grew up with the Texans there, or now adults. And I was like, and and it was rocking on Saturday. So I was like, "Ah, maybe I should give the Texans a little more credit for having like a, a thorough fan base now in Houston, as opposed to what I originally thought.
6: Well, you know, they've been around for, I think it's 22 years on the dot. And that's a small Mm -hmm. amount of time, but that's enough time for you to cultivate um, a fan base. And you're right in terms of the generations, you know, old school cats like me who remember the Oilers and then the Oilers leaving to go to Tennessee. We weren't going to become Cowboy fans. (laughs) We we were, you know, I, I moved out here in 1997 and I'm like, okay, hey, man, I'm rocking with the Bay. You know, again, understand it, that I'm not a fan, but I'm always going to pull for what's good in the Bay and what's good in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Then when the Texans showed up, I'm like, okay, now I got a football team back. But if you're a Houstonian, if you're from H-Town, you're not rocking with the Cowboys <laughs> at all. Now, there's a lot of Cowboy fans in Houston. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong uh, for obvious reasons. You know, the Cowboys being the Cowboys mm-hmm. for what it's worth. But if you're from H-Town, you don't rock with the Cowboys just because you got nothing there. So the right. Texans show up. And they've had some success, you know, the J.J. Watt years where they went to a couple of divisional playoff games. But for the most part, it's been kind of mid. I think what they got right now with C.J. Stroud, and that's the thing in the NFL, and, we, you know, we all know this, get yourself a good young rookie quarterback and you could go far because of what it does just for your team, what it does for your salary cap to be able to build around him. So, you know, C.J. Stroud and this this Texans team, now the younger fans – you know now this is going to give them something to get behind um, cuz that kid right there you know along yeah. with Brock Purdy along with Jordan Love that kid is absolutely special man
4: yeah, yeah and your coach too yeah yeah coach is yeah sure. baby
6: hey D'Amico Ryan's absolutely you know I, I don't usually rock with them Bama cats but hey uh, you know if, if
5: you can go make my tigers. Squad better, go I can't tigers go tigers yeah 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 <laughs>
4: <laughs> do we say before we get to the 49ers and the packers that Rob Brooks saw the Mike Brown press conference the other day the exact same way we did <laughs> when Mike started talking about canceling the trip to the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> and very specifically naming what Ritz-Carlton oh, yeah. he was, was going working. to. Oh, he knew. He was working. He got a call the second he got off that podium. Hey, Mike, come through. We got you, big dog.
6: Hey, hey, what's what's that old Cedric the Entertainer joke? And I, I will assume he didn't steal it. I'm to about me. to say, whose oh, joke hey, don't, it? Don't do whose that. Whose joke is it? We don't, don't know do what this that. <laughs> you know, I th- I'm pretty sure it's his. He's like, you
5: know, man, we always looking for the hookup. Our mm-hmm. people always looking for the
6: hookup. You said, we going to get to the pearly gates. He's going to be like, is uh is Jesus here? Can, we, can I speak to him for a bit? I need, I need to get that hookup. I love Mike Brown is like, yes, I am handsomely compensated for the job I do. But I always appreciate the good hookup. So, Ritz Carlton, holler at your boy. I'm like, yeah, Mike, absolutely. Anytime you get
4: anytime you get that specific about where right. you're going and where you're staying, you had a motive. <laughs> and he went for the gusto,
2: too. He didn't say double trip. He said, yeah, he said, oh, yeah. He, he he said give me the Ritz stone. Carlton.
4: <laughs> uh let's get into this game a little bit you started to ask during the commercial break um, about how we're feeling about this Packers 49ers game this <laughs> I asked my partner diehard 49ers fan what's you know who's your ideal po- opponent this weekend without hesitation the Packers <laughs> I want to play the Packers this at least on paper this is a mismatch mm-hmm that wasn't it a question is. i guess that was just <laughs> that was just a statement this is this is this is a mismatch for a playoff game it feels like
6: it is with respect to the packers mm-hmm. um you know they had to fight to get into the playoffs to win these games but who did they beat to eventually beat dallas and credit to them for doing that it had to be carolina minnesota and chicago and those three teams are not exactly what you would call a murderer's rope. Now, again, for the Packers, those are must-win games. They tightened up. They needed to do that, Mm -hmm. and they did it. And kudos to them also being a young team and having having that pressure on them and then um, not falling to that pressure. Again, Jordan Love, very, very good young quarterback. You like what they do offensively, but for the Niners, it's real simple. If they're able to stop the run... Mm -hmm. And put it on Jordan Love's shoulders. They're perfectly fine with that. And for the Niners, we're going to see the benefit of the bye week. And Mm -hmm. all we got to do is just go back to when the Niners got the bye during the middle of the season. They were leaking oil and not playing well, especially defensively. They got that bye week, and then they ripped off a bunch of wins. 34-3 34 to 3 against Jacksonville. Uh what was it? Uh, 27-14 beating the Bucks. Went to Seattle, beat mm-hmm. them 31-13 and eventually that big game in Philadelphia beating the Eagles and taking them apart. Go ahead and give me that score right. Go ahead and
2: give me that score. I want to hear that score again. Go ahead give it.
6: 42 to 19. Yeah. Right. I just want to make Niners sure we had
4: that one too. The Eagles yeah. in they, Philadelphia. They ended and the they Eagles haven't
6: been right since since mm-hmm. absolutely ended them. So my point is is that, you know, the Niners The bye week is of extreme importance Mm -hmm. just because it gets them healthy and it gets them rested. And for me, I think you're going to see the same outcome as you saw. In the regular season, the Niners go to Jacksonville, take them apart. And from that point, Jacksonville wasn't right. That mm. hadn't been right since. I think it's going to be the same thing for the Niners. They're the better team. They're the healthier team because we don't know if Jair Brown is going to play uh, for the uh, Packers. He didn't uh, practice once again today. A.J. Dillon, we don't know if he's going to be around for uh, the Packers. And that was, you know, even though it was fairly easy for them to beat the Cowboys, that took a lot of effort for them to do that on a short week with the travel this thing is set up for the Niners too. I I honestly think it's going to be the biggest uh, biggest score of the weekend.
5: Mm.
2: I, I do too, and I, I know you know I like the 49 but I try to. the The biggest thing with me, Rod, is as confident and cocky as I may come off when I'm talking my talk, I am just as nervous because it's football. It's one game. Sure, anything sure. could happen. Turnovers, weather, somebody turns an ankle, all this other stuff, and everything that you're trying to get could go go away in a in a heartbeat. But I'm looking at this game and there's there's two spots that I see I just don't see how the Packers overcome. Number one, their defense, the Packers defense against the run. It's nasty. You know, it's it, it's nasty. And then if you're gonna try and beat Kyle Shanahan, the first thing you need to do is is stop that run. And I don't think they can yep. do that. Second, on the Packers offense side, I look at What they did against the Cowboys, and I looked at the Cowboys and the Eagles the same way during the season, especially when the Niners would go up against them. I said, they are destructive up front, destructive on the Mm -hmm. line, getting to the quarterback, doing those things, both the Eagles and the the Cowboys. But I would say, if you can hold up, there is a bunch of holes behind that front line. The linebackers and the secondary for both teams were good, and I thought that's what the Packers did a good job of on Sunday, is they held up and then they just picked apart what they were doing in the secondary and the linebackers. That's not what the case with the 49ers. They are proficient at the linebacker spot and in the secondary, and I don't think they'll be able to pick apart that defense the way they did
6: Dallas. So I'm going to start with the Niners defensively dealing with the Packers offensively. Eric Armstead coming back is huge because we could clearly see the Niners run defense without Eric Armstead was not championship worthy. Eric Armstead coming back, as far as I'm concerned, that is absolutely going to shut down what Green Bay wants to do with uh, with their running game. And then on the back end, as long as the Niners are able to stop the run, they're going to rush for. They'll maybe bring an extra guy if they feel it, but they're going to rush for and then cover on the back end and I think make Jordan Love try to figure out things from a zone perspective with the back half of that defense. Now to switch to Green Bay uh, dealing with the Niners run game, you're dead on about what Green Bay does not do in terms of stopping the run. They're 29th in rush yards allowed after contact, Mm. 906 Mm. yards they've allowed after contact, and they're 23rd in yards allowed per rush. That Green Bay defense at about four and a half per clip And the Niners, they got 74 runs of 10 yards or more, Mm -hmm. and that's the most in the league. So to me, this sets up for Christian McCaffrey game, right? And that's obvious. But I want to talk about what Green Bay does not do as far as their linebackers are concerned. Know this, as I'm sure you guys do. Kyle Shanahan is the best in the business at identifying linebackers who are not very good in coverage and exploiting them and exploiting the middle of that defense Mm -hmm. with those weak coverage linebackers all game long he's vicious at it he plays with his food as uh, as our man mark jones likes to say quay walker and uh who's the other guy i had it written down here quay walker and uh devondre campbell are two of the they're good i'm i'm, I'm not trying to throw shade on them but the tape don't lie and the numbers don't lie quay walker and devondre campbell are two of the worst linebackers when it comes to pass coverage We like to call this a George Kittle game, Mm. where George Kittle and and others, but Mm -hmm. specifically George Kittle is just going to have anything he wants in the middle of that Green Bay defense. And Kyle Shanahan, he will continue to attack it, attack it, attack it. He absolutely will not back off. So my thing is this, credit to Green Bay, they did America a solid (laughs) in beating the Cowboys last week. (laughs) And they are a professional squad. They are to be respected. But I don't see anything where they have an advantage over the Niners. Mm -hmm. If weather gets involved and turnovers get involved, that's a problem. But you can't control that. Things that happen on the football field that the Niners can't control, they are in control, in my estimation, in both phases of the game. So if you can't stop the run game Mm
5: -hmm.
6: and you cannot cover the middle of the field, And Jair Brown doesn't play. Mm. And you would think he would be on Brandon Ayuk mostly. Mm -hmm. What are
7: they going to do? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.